102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 534. And Skinner with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is uh, going to be pretty rainy today. Uh, not really. I mean, probably a good day to go to the Biggie because there's probably going to be nobody there. I think they'll let you bring an umbrella in. Yeah. Do they let you bring brass knuckles too? <laughs> only as a def- only for defense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you might need those. It's uh, rainy today with a high of 66. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 72. It's 62 right now in downtown Springfield. The Backs and Angle podcast is brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in uh, Holyoke. Uh, today, another keyword to cash. And we will also have tickets to see uh, the Australian Pink Floyd show. They're coming to Worcester at the Hanover Theater on the 24th. Ah, sweet. So you'll get a chance at that. And there's other stuff, too. We will get into all the other stuff. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Want to know what it sounds like? Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 553 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Nothing but rain today with a high of 66. Tomorrow, uh, sunny with a high of 72. It's 62 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Hello. Oh, th- okay, there you go. Hello. Yeah, okay, uh, okay. Ready? Hold Ready? on a second. Ready? Hold on. Hold on. Loading. Uh, uh, loading. Yeah, now you can do it. There you go. There you go. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Oh, Russell Brand, you're such a disappointment. More so than you already were. Uh, You seem to be so on the ball. The uh, BBC, Channel 4, and a production firm have said they are investigating after allegations that Russell Brand sexually assaulted four women. The comedian actor has been accused of rape and sexual assaults between 2006 and 2013, which he denies. The allegations form part of a report published by uh, the London Times. Uh, It also includes claims about his behavior towards women and his workplace conduct over the same period. Brand worked as a radio presenter for the BBC between 06 and 08. The BBC said it was urgently looking into the issues raised by the allegations. Channel 4, where Brand also worked as a presenter, announced an internal investigation. So, right. we shall see. Didn't he have, um, I might be wrong about this, but I think I'm right. Didn't he have like a like a sex addiction many years ago that he sought help for? Yes. And well, I don't know what the time frame is here. Well, and, I'm not, and I'm not you know, absolving him, him of anything. If he you know, acted inappropriately, you know, he should be held accountable. But you wonder... Well, where does this all fall? Yeah, but sometimes people might do things like that knowing that they did something wrong. And you're like, you know what? If I just do this now and these allegations come out later, I can say, hey, look, I was being treated for a sex addiction. You sure. can't blame me. I was out of control. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know. who's the Who do you think the next celebrity is going to be that you find out some horrible, horrible things about them? Oprah. You think so? I'm going with Oprah. You think, uh, I, I'm going with Stedman if you're going to go with Oprah. Yeah, but you said celebrity, didn't you? Well, he's a celebrity. A coattail celebrity. Yeah, he's a coattail celebrity. He's a, it's a celebrity by association. You imagine like one day uh, Oprah kicking you out after all those years. The free ride is over. Yeah. Crap, I get off the pot, yeah. Stedman. Uh, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis have resigned from the board of anti-human trafficking organization uh, following the fallout for their support of convicted rapist Danny Masterson. Oh, boy. 
how did they not think that that was going to backfire on them? That you're supporting a guy who's got heavy evidence against him that he didn't. He's fact been convicted, com- right? No, but but I think that was even before he was convicted. They were yeah. writing letters on his behalf. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. You really can't be part of that human anti-human trafficking thing when you're promoting the fact that your friend... Uh, is a rapist. He's really not a bad guy, though. Yeah, if you get past the rapey part, yeah. he's as right as rain. Uh, Oppenheimer is now the highest-grossing biopic of all time with $912.7 million at the global box office. It surpasses Bohemian Rhapsody, which did $910.8 million. Rami Malek is in both movies. He played uh, Freddie Mercury. I don't know. In Oppenheimer? Yes, he did. Yeah. I had no idea that Freddie Mercury was involved in the in the bomb. Yeah, well, well that's how he came up with another one bites the dust. I'll when be they damned. dropped it on Japan. They he goes up oh, another t- 50,000 bites the dust. <laughs> I think that's how it worked. You might be right. Uh, Drew Barrymore is not restarting her show after all. She says, quote, I have no words to express my deepest apologies. Uh, Yeah, to anyone I have hurt and, of course, to our incredible team who works on the show and has made it what it is today. She probably was like, I could make some money if I just go back to work. Who cares what all these other people? Everybody loves me. And And then they realized, no, no, you're not doing that. You know who doesn't love you? Uh, union workers don't exactly care for you. Well, she, I guess her crew isn't part of that union. I don't know how that works. I thought they were all under the same thing. There's, there are no writers on that. I would think at least there'd be some no writers level of solidarity. Are, no writers that are part of those unions. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Drake. I hate the Drake. You know who else does? Holly Berry. Drake used a picture of Holly Berry to promote his new single, even though she asked him not to. He did it anyway. He did it anyway. She says, quote, why ask me if you intended to do what you wanted to do anyway? That was uh, that was the F you to me. Not cool, dude. Uh, someone asked, Someone noted that the picture is owned by Getty Images and all Drake needed was their permission. She said, quote, why ask me if you're going to do that? Uh, speaking of Drake, he made the call to delay his new album for all the dogs. It okay. was supposed to come out this coming Friday, but it's not ready yet. And in order to deliver it on that date, he'd have to cancel shows to finish it. Well, it seems to me like he's operating on a whole set of his own rules. So instead, he's dropping it a week later on October 6th. Do you really want the last minute work? It's like it's like it's like a it's like a college kid pulling an all nighter to get that that ten page uh, report in because you didn't do any work on it the entire semester. Oh, that never happens in real life. Yes, it does. It happens every day in real life. Happened to me every week. Uh, hey, uh, parents, letting your kid watch TV isn't always a bad thing. A twelve year old boy named Austin in Florida saved the life of his behavioral therapist because of what he learned from watching Stranger Things. He and the therapist were in the uh, deep end of his family pool competing to see who could hold their breath underwater the longest when the therapist lost consciousness. So Austin pulled the man out of the deep end and onto the pool steps, and since no one else was around, he started administering CPR, and he woke up. He says, quote, I think I passed out in about 30 seconds, and I don't know why. I'm just so amazed at how strong Austin was and how wise he was in that moment, and I always wanted to know if he's a hero. 
The scene that uh, inspired Austin is from the end of season one. It's when Hopper and Joyce administer CPR to Will mm. and revive him in the uh, Upside Down. Man. Yeah. TV show showing kids how to be medically prepared for emergencies. You, you know, if you are a Boy Scout, yeah. you always got to be prepared. Uh, Snoop Dogg, believe it or not, is scared of horses. He doesn't know why, but he's never worked with a horse because he refuses to. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Faux shizzle. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Kim Kardashian scolded her kid for giving the middle finger to the paparazzi. Really? Yeah. She must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I dealt with the fingers was when Ray J gave me the Manhattan minivan and that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. All right. I'll bite. What's the Manhattan minivan? Two in the front and five in the rear. <laughs> I almost wished I hadn't asked. They call it the town and country. <laughs> You sure it's not an Astro van? Oh, no, it could be an Astro yeah, okay, van. Okay. Yeah. Caitlin? Well, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once dry roasted the peanut basket. <laughs> we stayed in and had Greek. That involves olive oil. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is we had a little backcountry medicine from the Alaskan poop line. Oh, there you go. There yeah, you very go. nice. And ended on that note. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah! Come see what all the parking is about. Beat, win, Rome, and win big at Gary Rome Hyundai. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Okay, sure. Perhaps the Patriots weren't going to beat the Miami Dolphins last night. Perhaps the Dolphins' offense, a little bit too much for the Patriots' defense to handle, especially in the fourth quarter. Listen, I get it. These things happen. And even though it's the first time in 22 years the Patriots have started their season off 0-2, it's way too early to get your underpants all up in a bundle. You should also remember that 22 years ago, they may have lost their first two games of the season, but that was also the year that Tom Brady took them to their first Super Bowl win. So if you're going to sit here and bellyache about an 0-2 record, then you just knock it off right now. What you should be getting angry at was the post-game comments of Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill. Never mind the fact that the Dolphins won the game 24-17. Following the win, Hill was asked how it felt to wave to the hometown Foxborough crowd last night. And according to Hill, quote, it felt tremendous, man. Those fans are some of the worst in the NFL, and I'm going to stand on that. They're real nasty. Some of the things they were saying, I wouldn't say in church. Oh, is that a fact? Patriots fans are the worst in the NFL? Have you ever tried having a conversation with a Dallas Cowboys fan? How'd that go? This is a team that hadn't won a Super Bowl in 27 years, and yet they keep acting like this is going to be different. But it never is. Have you ever spoken to someone who follows the Jets? Scott Zolak had more touchdowns backing up Tom Brady than Aaron Rodgers did in a Jets uniform, and Patriots fans are the ones who've got a problem? Listen, Tyreek, I'll remind you that the Patriots have won 11 conference championships and six Super Bowl rings. How many championships aside Tyreek Hill won in Miami? I'll tell you how many, none. And how many did he win in Kansas City? I believe the answer would be a hell of a lot less than six. So why don't you just settle down on hating the people in Foxborough a little bit and mind your own business? Because frankly, I don't think Patriots fans are all that crazy about you either. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Flowers and hammers. You can get both at Rocky's. Yes, Rocky's is a hardware store, not a florist. 
but not, not even a garden center. But man, if they got mums, wall-to-wall mums. They are mumbo-jumbo mums. You can get them right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Teen and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be rainy today with a high of 66. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 72. It is 62 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, I don't know if anyone, uh, I'm sure a lot of people have, but I don't know if anybody else had a chance to see the video of the little uh, dust-up that happened uh, Friday night at the a, Big E. A little melee, if you will. Yeah, you know, I mean, listen, it's it's the Big E. People have been uh, you know, waiting forever to get in with from the traffic. You know, yeah. you got to pay... Yeah, 25 bucks to park your car in someone's backyard. I mean, you know, tensions run high on that opening day. Well, uh, there's lots of things to be, uh, you know, have anxiety over. Am I going to be able to see everything in one night? Mm -hmm. Am I going to be able to get that baked potato? Am I able to see the unicorn cow? Am I going to get to see uh, John Fogarty in time? Yes. I heard that was a great show, by the way. I'm sure it was a great show. John Fogarty for crying out loud. Uh, here's Mass Live's uh, article. Several people were kicked out of the Big E because of a fight that broke out on opening day over the fair, uh, according to West Springfield Police. The fight involving three or four men against another man was reported just before 9 p.m. on uh, Friday, September 15th, according to Sergeant Joe LaFrance. As officers approached the scene, the fight ended and everyone wa- involved was walking away. Police found several of the men involved in the fight, including the victim. LaFrance said he was completely uncooperative and refused to give his name or show identification. LaFrance said he did not have serious injuries. A video posted to Instagram showed several men tackling another man to the ground and then kicking him. The group then drags the victim on the ground before throwing punches at him as he gets back up. There's one guy trying to break it up holding a beer. Mm-hmm. And then somebody pointed that out on Facebook. They're like, that guy's still holding the beer. And I'm like, it's 14 bucks for a beer. I'd be holding on to it, too. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to let yeah. that spill. A bystander appears to try to break up the fight, but the targeted man pushes him away. According to the video, a police siren is heard, and then blue lights are seen at the end, seemingly ending the fight. Everyone involved was escorted to the gate and off the property. No arrests were made, and no charges were filed. I got to tell you, yeah. when I saw this video, and I put into perspective what the Big E was looking at on Friday. Now, their opening day numbers were a little bit low, only 86,000 people. Mm-hmm. 86,000 people, and you only had one fight. Well, I got to tell you, I think that's a pretty good number. Yeah, I guess that's a, I mean, if you're, if you're a numbers person, that's a good number. If you fit 86,000 people into a football stadium, I guarantee it'd be more than just one fight. You know, Probably like 10, 15 by, I'd say, the third quarter. Here's the thing. It's like, it's just before nine o'clock on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. There's, I don't see any kids in the video, but there are young people in the video. But uh, I don't see any like kids per se. But still, like, what what are you what are you doing? What are you doing with your life that you're having a, you're in you get involved in a physical fight mm-hmm. in a place where you know. That's, I don't know. It just well, doesn't seem like the place to be doing stuff like that. I hear your point loud and clear, Stephen. And, you know, a rational person probably thinks just like like you. But uh, you've been to the Big E a number of times. You know what it's like. You've got a couple of guys trying to get themselves a stuffed waffle. Or you've been standing in line for two and a half hours for a baked potato. This guy got his waffle stuffed. Yeah, I know he did. Yeah. I know he did. He got corn dog right there in the throat. I like how they're all pulling up their pants, too, like throughout the whole thing. Their pants keep falling down. Even the ones that are throwing yeah. the punches realize, oh, wait, my pants are falling down. I 
pull him back up. So you're not doing like that old grandpa thing, getting what? into a fight at a bar, pulling up his pants. Why well, I oughta? That's. <laughs> I will flip you like a cheese uh, omelet. Uh, yeah, let's get over here, young man. It's throwdown time. Yeah, come here. You would think you could take me? You don't think you could handle my fists of fury? And 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 the one guy fights like uh, one of them old old timey fighters, like bully. Who is a bully? <laughs> you know, he's keeps, getting keeps, his fists up. Keeps yeah. keeps sniffing his his uh, his paws a little bit. Yeah, I will raise my fisticuffs and take you on here, boy. Come I, here. Come on, son. I'm ready for a real Donnybrook. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Eggs and steak and steak and <laughs> eggs. That's what you should have for breakfast. Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> so these idiots, uh, you know, nobody got arrested. Nobody, you know. But it's it, it, the the other thing that that got me was people were like, on the first day. Well, well what other day is gonna happen? I mean, if you, what is this like a fourteenth day thing of the fair? On the fourth day of the Big E? Remember last year, somebody had a picture that uh, somebody left their uh, surprise in one of the flower gardens? Mm -hmm. Yes. The excrement, if you will. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, listen, a, a fight can occur at any time, anywhere, at any place. So, I mean, to say that the Big E is unsafe, yeah. I remind you, it's a numbers game. 86,000 people, one fight. I got to tell you, as far yeah. as I'm concerned, yeah, that's what, a nonviolent event. Yeah, what are the chances of you getting your clock knocked out at the Big E? I have never, in the years I've been going to the Big E, never got into so much as an argument with somebody. Because I go in there, you know, with a, like a with a with a firm cloak of calmness. You know, I, I don't want to go in there all yeah. hyped up and ready to you're ready to fight. I don't spend the whole day drinking at the Big E, so by nine o'clock at night, I'm 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 ready to punch anybody who gets in my way I, that's the other thing how much money are you spending on booze at well the you big know e? the because thing the thing is steve years ago it was not a huge drinking event now it's easy to get booze and 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 beer and everything you know all I, kinds you know, of places I, the biggie i i think that's a mistake that they made i really do i i really think that the the availability of alcohol everywhere because they didn't they used to just have it confined to a certain area. I mean, you could always get a beer there. Yeah, there was like walking a, around. There was like it, a beer garden. There. But as far as the bar thing goes, there was only like one section where you could do that. And, yeah. and now you got you got beer gardens, you got martini bars, you got all kinds of places for you to 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 pick up your booze. I'm I'm sure that every bartender there is running under the same. Uh, guidelines everywhere else. If you if if someone is clearly intoxicated, you shouldn't yeah. be serving them. You, you shouldn't give them extra booze. Yeah, but you can't tell. You can't tell if they're clearly intoxicated or not. People who have alcohol problems, you you can't always tell right away whether no, or not they're drunk because they handle themselves normally, if right. you will, up until this point. And we, we also can't confirm that any of the people in this little uh, fisticuffs were were drunk either. Just naturally assumed that you know nothing well, good happens after nine o'clock on a Friday. This is just before nine o'clock. Nothing happens good just before nine o'clock at <laughs> <in> the biggie. <laughs> but there you go. Everybody's uh, safe. Nobody got arrested. So well, when success. we go to when we go tomorrow, you, me, and Marty, let's try to avoid fights if well, we can. You know what? Let's uh, let's pretend to have our own fight. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then we'll shove stuffed waffles in each other's faces. Oh, that sounds like fun. Uh, cream puffs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That'll be a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, I will.
622 with backs. Who's got your back? Marcotte Ford. That's who. At Marcotte, having your back goes well beyond your purchase. You see, Marcotte knows your time is very valuable. So when you need your vehicle serviced, Marcotte goes above and beyond. Marcotte will pick up your vehicle from your home or work, service it, and then return it to you. So when Marcotte says they have your back, they have it before, during, and after your purchase. See for yourself. Get started by contacting Marcotte Ford on Main Street in Holyoke or MarcotteFord.com. See dealer for complete details. Call 1-800-WIN-WIN-1. It's 625 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Just want to let everybody know, mm-hmm. after 8 o'clock, the next keyword to cash will be announced. Uh, 8 o'clock, 11, 2, and 5 today. Uh, you hear the keyword, you go to rock102.com before midnight, and it could be worth $1,000. Play every weekday to increase your chances of winning. It's all brought to you by textmeforTires.com, 21st Century Pools and Spas in Chicopee. And Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, you want to laugh? I do. All right, let's laugh and do it over here. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. Woman goes into a hardware store, right? Right. Try to buy a hinge for a door. She, uh, she puts the hinge on the counter, and the guy says, Excuse me, lady, do you want a screw for that hinge? She goes, No, but I'll give you an HJ for that lawnmower. Ah, you see? He thought she thought he was asking her to, you know. Uh, and she thought she was getting the yeah. deal. <laughs> Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western Mass. Just about 6.30 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Serviu Locksmith. They got a key for that. St. James Avenue in Springfield or serveyoulocksmith.com. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. A pedestrian was killed after a crash in Springfield last night. According to Ryan Walsh, officers were called to the 300 block of Hancock Street where they found a woman who had been hit by two cars. One of the drivers remained at the crash scene, but the other drove away without stopping. The Springfield Police Department's traffic unit is investigating. This is now the second pedestrian fatality in Springfield that has happened in the past two weeks. Uh, and we'll bring you updates on that uh, as we get more information. Uh, I'm guessing the person that fled the scene was the person who initially hit mm. uh, the woman. Because, I don't know, like, that's that's horrible. That's a horrible, horrible thing. It's like a double whammy right there at the uh, at the intersection. Yeah, it's not good to get hit once. Twice yeah. is unbelievable. But uh, the bigger scumbag of this whole thing is the person that drove away. Yeah, it does, and it happens uh, happens too often, the, way too uh, often. Bondsville Water District has issued a boil order for their customers, including those in the south end of Belchertown, according to Belchertown Police. E. coli. <laughs> Bacteria was found in the water sample from the Bonsville Fire and Water District. The uh, affected areas include River Street, Lower Franklin Street, Depot Street, uh, Depot, whatever. Uh, it's unknown when the water boil order will be lifted, but the town of Palmer stated they will not have any information till Wednesday. Why? Uh, I mean, it's well, the water, why that long? Well, the water, the, the E. coli guy doesn't come in until Wednesday. We can't test for E. coli. <sighs> you just like saying that, don't you? Uh, by the way, the Bondsville Fire Station has cases of water if anyone needs it. Do you have to be a resident, or can I just show up and get a free case of water? You probably should be a resident. I mean, you know, on a moral 
level. You'd That's be denying moral. a yeah, you'd be denying a Bondsville citizen a chance to drink uh, fresh water. What do you think they're going to do with the rest of that water once uh, once they don't need it anymore? I bet you the firefighters would take it out behind the fire department, and start shooting BB guns at the water, and wasting it all. Don't you think they put it in the uh, in the in the tank in the fire trucks? No, that's a waste. <laughs> what are they going to do with that? Start you fight uh, fires? Yeah, uh, I I don't know. Uh, the Springfield Fire Department was sent to Eloise Street for a house fire uh, last night, according to the department. The fire was at 19 Eloise Eloise Street and has since been put out. There are no reported injuries. Three people are without a home and are being assisted by the Red Cross, and the arson and bomb squad is investigating, but we don't know anything else. Uh, Let's see. Uh, A gas station and convenience store accused of supplying teens with illegal-flavored nicotine items, nitrous oxide gas for huffing, and other illicit items, including Class C illegal drugs, lost its merchandise Hmm. in a police raid this month. In an affidavit filed to secure the seizure warrant, community policing officer John Blasak wrote that the target of the investigation was the Sitco gas station at 41 Franklin Street in Westfield. He said an investigation began this summer when the police received a complaint from a parent that her 14- and 16-year-old children are buying flavored vapes at the gas station, which includes a convenience store. Blasak wrote that to gather evidence, he, uh, quote, sent in an underage Westfield police cadet who successfully purchased a flavored vape product on three separate occasions from three different clerks. Police kept the identity of the cadet anonymous for fear of reprisals. Uh, the uh, cadet is identified in the report only as CI for cooperating individual. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's another name for uh, narc, I believe. Uh, that's what yeah, they call right. those people. Um, the the whole thing about the uh, the vapes, you know, we've, uh, we've, we've heard that before, and they uh, probably shouldn't yeah. be on the market, but the whole... Part of the nitrous oxide was the guy stealing like uh, you know you know cans of whipped cream, whippets. Oh, when your hotness comes along, you, you must whip, whip it. Or oh, when your mushroom breads are long, you, you must whip, whip it. Mm. Blazik's report of the uh, CI said the CI had assisted with other investigations by participating in underage alcohol investigations where he or she tried to purchase alcohol from local establishments. He said the uh, CI is twenty years old but looks a lot younger. He stated that CI never bought or used any vape or tobacco products before cooperating with this investigation, but he, she does have his friends his, her age. Just say the informant. Why can't you just yeah, say that? I don't, we didn't need to know the gender. That uh, used flavored vape products uh, that his or her friends buy the products at that target location. The right. warrant application was approved on September 5th. By the clerk of court, uh, Nathan Burns, and uh, executed the same day. Led by Lieutenant Eric Hall, police uh, officers found a wide variety of contraband, much much of it openly and on display in the convenience store. I've been in this store before. Which one is it? It's the Sitco right on uh, Franklin Street, which was near like Ryan Liquors and all oh, that yeah, stuff yeah. down by yeah. by the center, by you know by the where that mobile station is mm-hmm. in town, kind of not too far from there. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's quite the place. Yeah, and well, listen, yeah. Maybe they were not aware of it. You're not supposed to be selling vapes to kids. Well, when you see, uh, and there's been like an influx of these places that sell like pipes, mm-hmm. like bongs, yeah. stuff like that. And then they have like, if if you know somebody, you could probably get some of that illegal stuff that they were talking about. Right. But, yeah, you know, they're just selling bongs and pipes. 
You, know, yeah. you could be using those for all kinds of things, like you know, legitimate tobacco products. I remember, uh, remember when the vape shop was over here, open over here on Shaker Road. Yeah, uh, where Dick's Convenience used to be. Yes, Dick's Convenience actually used to make pretty good sandwiches, and I'm sad that they're gone. You miss Dick's? I miss Dick's. I miss my Dick's. I bet you do so much. Um, but people, I, been, people been talking around the office about uh, your obsession. Oh, Dick's used to sauce that uh, big, yeah. big mm-hmm. submarine and mm-hmm. uh, you know throw it at whatever. It was it was a good time. But anyway, inside the, inside the store, there was uh, in the vape store uh, this this gentleman uh, who said, um, "What I walked in there with uh, one of my, I walked in there with a vape from the medical uh, dispensary, right." Because I needed a battery for it, because the battery was malfunctioning on the one that I had gotten from the dispensary, and it was too much of a pain in the butt. So I said, I bet you I can go get a battery, because they sell, you know, for the nicotine stuff. Right. You can get this stuff. So I go in there, and uh, he says, that is vape from dispensary? And I said, yeah. And he goes, how much you pay for vape from dispensary? And I said, uh, I think it was like $45. And he goes like, Goes in his little cabinet, opens up his cabinet, and he mm-hmm. opens up this case full of vape cartridges. These are only $30. <laughs> and I said, well, maybe not today. I'm just looking for the battery for this one. He goes, okay, next time you'll want these. You come in and ask for Raj and say, I would like some Skittles, please. <laughs> It's, now get out of my store! Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, better call Saul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, look, I'm looking for a part to it, yeah. a Eureka f- a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. It just, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not a narc. I no. Don't, uh, I'm not uh, going to go tell on anybody. I just probably won't participate in purchasing anything from you anymore. Because I don't want to be, I don't want to be the guy going in there on the day. Yeah. Pick, oh yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take one of them vapes, and then all of a sudden the DA's office is raiding the place. And <laughs> you're thinking coming. you're the one millionth customer, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, the one millionth customer <laughs> who's uh, you know mugshot is all over Mass Live with my real name, right. not even not even Barry McOchner. Really? Yeah, you know, and, and, and you're so full of anxiety by this point, you really need to hit off that vape. Yeah, I really do. I need to, I need to relax a little bit. Can I take a few drags? I'd be like, before they arrested me, I'd be. <laughs> You ever see those guys who do that when they, when they get arrested for meth or something and they're shoving it in their mouth? Hey, I'm going to go to jail. I might as well be high. Before you seize that stuff into evidence, can I just have yeah. one more look at it? Right. Uh, <laughs> hey, on Friday morning, a group of workers prepared to lay down herbicide on a patch of grass along I-91 in Holyoke. They were there as part of the University of Connecticut pilot program that will plant wildflowers along the highway in an effort to benefit taxpayer and ecosystem alike. The university's Department of Plant Science and Landscape Architecture is helping the Mass Department of Transportation change the policies it uses to revegetate roadsides, as said John Campanelli, a doctoral candidate in conservation and biology. Hmm. Instead of typical turf grasses along the interstate, native plants will help pollinators and aid in controlling erosion. It will decrease how much mowing there is, so it will lead to more sustainable roadside revegetation, he said in an interview. I gotta say, like, I think because we live in the Northeast, right? Like, the highways are kind of junky looking. Anything like above the area where you start using salt, mm-hmm. you know, for roadways in the wintertime, sure. That's when you, you go down south, everything is like nice and clean down there. There's not like a lot of. 
You can come back up here, yeah. and it's with the, with all the salt and all that stuff that we uh, use. Yeah, but like a lot of medians, like overgrown, they're not, yeah. you know, they're not trimmed back. Uh, you know, they're not mowed. You know, a good uh, like prison chain gang working on that kind of thing probably uh, do wonders. Those are illegal here. They are really. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That should be uh, Nick Kochi's next uh, platform. Chain gang. You know what? Chain. We're bringing back the chain gang. I like that We need idea. to clean up this highway. That's right. These highways are going to clean themselves. Uh, and, and there's a plenty of highway property near Ludlow. Mowing roadsides once a year is economically and ecologically beneficial to taxpayers. The pilot program began in 2022 and is expected to conclude sometime in 2024. The Holyoke location is one of uh, three test locations along I-91, which includes spots in Windsor, Connecticut, Linden, and Vermont. The, but my point being is... That because we use so much salt and all that stuff, that's why the sides of the highway look so crappy because yeah. all that water runoff from the from the road. Yeah. So isn't that going to do the same thing to the flowers? Well, yes, but it'll look pretty for at least a little while. Well, hey, we did our job. It lasted for about a month, and then uh, then the salt killed it. Yeah. I mean, these weren't perennials anyway. They were going to die no matter what. Oh, I hate perennials. You do? Yeah, yeah. They're all walking around thinking that they're so much better than our generation. No, 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 Steve. You're thinking of millennials. No, no. You're thinking of, uh, I can't even think of anything. <laughs> we're out of practice. Yeah. We're, you know, we have. We should have. We should be doing that. I know. I don't know why we I, don't do that. We, we need to start. Let's, uh, let's, let's try doing it again later today. Or we could just not and say we did. All right. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, today is National Cheeseburger Day. Did you know that? You know why I know that? And I wouldn't normally know that. Yeah. But tomorrow we're going to be talking to uh, Molly Schuler. Uh, she is the uh, <clears throat> she is a women's eating champion. And uh, she's slender as a rail, but has all kinds of uh, videos on a YouTube channel. Of her packing down uh, hamburgers and stuff. That's the kind of gal I want to take on a date. Very attractive. Actually, that's the kind of gal you don't want to take on a date because she's going to eat all that food. I got to tell you, no, I kind of like to see it. Yeah, how much, how much did you spend on dinner? $500? Well, how much was your meal? 10 <laughs> yeah. yeah, Molly's at it again. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's huh? National Cheeseburger Day. Yeah, and she just packed down 34 burgers in 10 minutes two months ago. If you're looking for a cheeseburger, you can find one deals at these places. <laughs> uh, McDonald's got double cheeseburgers are, are 50 cents today through the app. Wow. If you got to use the app, though. Uh, burger King has deals for the next three days. Today, reward members get a free cheeseburger with any purchase. Tomorrow, it's a free Whopper Jr. And on Wednesdays, Whoppers cost only $3, which is a deal because they're usually like 11 a Whopper's eleven dollars, dude. A Whopper sandwich is like ten dollars. That shows you how long it's been since I've been to a Burger King. Yeah, yeah. but ten dollars? Yeah, the meals at Burger—they're like fifteen dollars. I had to—I stopped there maybe a month ago, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, wow. Let's see, Burger King prices. We should uh, look at that real quick. Burger King prices. All right. All right. All right. Burger King. Yeah. A Whopper is five twenty nine. A double Whopper is seven fifty nine, and then the meal is twelve forty nine. 
That's a lot of money for a for a yeah, that's a uh, crappy burger. Well, I mean, it's it's flame broiled. They've been doing that since really 1954. Funny. No, it's it's not, you ever see how they make those things? They put them on a conveyor belt through yeah. a grill. Yeah, What's wrong with that. That's I wouldn't mind real, eating. That's e- not really flipping the burger. I mean, you get, you get heat from both sides. Make it nice and even, I guess. That's right? it. There's heat from above, heat from below, and what you get is a flame broiled burger. Absolutely delicious. Uh, all the way through Friday, Junior Bacon Cheeseburgers at Wendy's cost one cent with any online purchase. Hmm. Uh, Dairy Queen, free cheeseburger with any dollar order or more. White Castle, because we have one of those around here. Buy one, get one sliders through Wednesday, but only one per customer. Crystal Burgers, which are good, by the way. That's like a White Castle, has $1 sliders through their app. Really? You ever have a Crystal? Uh... I have not, but now you've intrigued me. Oh, really? Yes. All right. All right, then. So, so how far do we have to travel for a Crystal Burger? I don't know, but I, you know what? I saw the thing on... Uh, Mass Live had this about the cheeseburger day, and then they were saying, here's where you can get a deal. Burger Fi. Burger Fi? Yeah. F I? And I'm like, where the hell is a Burger Fi around here? Turns out there's one in Avon. I've never heard of it. And it's like you put that as part of your burger deals of the local area when Avon? Is that really the local area? It's not exactly close. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on at Mass Live. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is every time I have to now go, uh, look Google through yeah. Bing, it says, I'm sorry, we can't help you. I miss Luxburger. I only went to Luxburger a handful of times. Nobody misses Luxburger. Uh, it's all right. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, rainy with a high of 66. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 72. It is 62 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, uh, yeah. Attention. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 653 in Nirvana with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be pretty rainy today with a high of uh, only 66. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 72. It is 62 right now in downtown Springfield. This week on Baxi's musical podcast, uh, my guest is graphic artist Aaron Tanner. He uh, belongs or is a co-owner of a company called Melodic Virtue Publishing. It's actually a really cool company. They do everything from like uh, you know, coffee table books. Aaron's got a long history with uh, with uh, cover art. Anyway, his, uh, his latest book is something about the uh, the band The Residence, uh, Sight for Sore Eyes, Volume 2. If you don't know anything about The Residence, that's okay. Uh, a lot of people don't. They are one of the most mysterious and unusual bands ever. Nobody knows their names. Nobody has seen their faces. They've been around for 50 years. they got like 60 records out. It's a very, very influential band. And some of the members have been rumored to be people like George Harrison and uh, you know Mike, Mark Mothersbaugh from Devo. It's actually a pretty wild story. But Aaron has had uh, incredible access to not only the band, but that 50 years of archives and artistic material. The book is fascinating. The way he got involved is even a better story. So check that out. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on rock102.com. All brought to you by ZNM Home Buyers and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Coming up uh, in about an hour from now, I get to, we're going to continue with that next door neighbor thing. Won't you be my neighbor? Okay. Because uh, we got a couple of submissions from the last couple of days that I'd like to address in town from Longmeadow and from Enfield and uh, a couple other different places. Fair enough. Very uh, very interesting complaints from the uh, from the townspeople. If uh, we get a chance uh, to talk about this at some point today, it doesn't have to be anytime soon, but you see the story about uh, Jan Wenner from Rolling Stone magazine? No, I did not. <laughs> Look at it. 
Uh, he might just be the biggest idiot I've ever heard uh, speak publicly on anything in my life. But All we'll right. maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later on. It's six fifty-five with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as a ticket-carrying sports fan, it is often my job to publicly display my enthusiasm for the team that I am rooting for. That ticket, regardless of price or location, affords me the right to carry on. Enjoy the game, sample multiple items from the various concession areas located throughout the concourse, and act up in an appropriate manner as it relates to the action on the field. But that means that those around me begin hopping on the field following a rousing victory, then how can those actions be helped? On Saturday, the SEC Conference imposed their first penalty against a school who violated the conference's competition area access policy. This is a policy that has been put in place just this year, restricting fans from jumping onto the field and holding the home team responsible for any such violation. On Saturday, the first fine went to the University of Missouri when the unranked Tigers upset 15th-ranked Kansas State 30-27, a tremendous game in which the exuberant crowd leaped out of their seats and rushed onto the field to congratulate their team on a game well played. Unfortunately, the SEC revised policy has allowed conference leaders to fine the school $100,000 for this defiant act of joyful enthusiasm. $100,000! And if there's a second offense, then the school will be forced to pay a fine of $250,000. And each additional infraction goes up from there. By the end of the season, Missouri could theoretically have paid out enough fines to pay for the education for as many as 15 students for the next four years. Now. I should point out that the SEC Conference will use that money to bolster their postgraduate scholarship fund. So while hopping the fence suddenly seems like a bad idea, if I happen to be working on a master's degree or better and the cost of obtaining such an advanced degree happens to be a little bit more than I care to spend, then guess who's jumping on the fence during Saturday night's home game against Memphis? It's this guy right here. Why? Because this is where acting like a drunken idiot might actually pay off real dividends. Because if I were, wouldn't simply, because I wouldn't simply be acting like a dope, I would be acting like a dope to further my education. And really, isn't that why I'm there in the first place? You're damn right it is. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You got an old deck. It's solid, sturdy, but it looks like crap. Go to Rocky's for cabin deck correct. It locks down splinters, fills cracks, and goes on easily with a standard roller. Put a good face on your bad deck with cabin deck correct right now from your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm Bax. That's my view from a couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Camp with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rain today and a high of 66. Tomorrow, sun with a high of 72. It is 62 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, we'll have your keyword to cash coming up uh, next hour. Your chance to win 1000 bucks, but that's a whole hour away from now. All righty. You see this uh, this this uh, this interview I, I, I mentioned uh, about uh, Jan Wenner, the former publisher of Rolling Stone magazine? More like Jan Loser. Yeah, this guy's getting all kinds of, uh, all kinds of heat online, and deservedly so. Jan Wenner, the publishing icon who founded Rolling Stone, led the magazine for five decades has a new book out this month called The Masters. Uh, Winner revisits lengthy interviews conducted during his Rolling Stones days with the likes of Bono, Bob Dylan, Jerry Garcia, Mick Jagger, John Lennon, Bruce Springsteen, and Pete Townsend. To promote The Masters, Winner sat down for a lengthy interview with one of his own uh, former 
editors, uh, David Marquez, who was a former editor of Rolling Stone, did, during which he opened up on uh, why he zeroed in on these particular artists, but did not include anybody who happened to be African-American or a female. And uh, his his answer uh, is, uh, is, is startling. Marquez pushed back in the assertion by saying that Joni Mitchell, for example, uh, could have been a woman that would have made a master's list. And, and Wenner said, it's not that they're not creative geniuses. It's not that they're inarticulate. Although, go have a deep conversation with Grace Slicker, Janis Joplin. Be my guest. Joni was not a philosopher of rock and roll. She didn't, in my mind, meet the test. Not by her work, not by other interviews she did. The people I interviewed were the kind of philosophers of rock. Uh, black artist, you know, Stevie Wonder. Genius, right? I suppose when you use the word as broad as masters, the fault is using that word. Maybe Marvin Gaye or Curtis Mayfield. I mean, they just didn't articulate at that level. Wow. Now, to say that uh, neither women nor uh, people of color have an, in, uh, have an ability or lack of ability to articulate themselves uh, uh, properly and then be considered to be some sort of bellwether of musical taste. Well, <laughs> it just seems to me that yeah, you know, what you're dealing with here is a guy who is both a misogynist and a racist being involved in all of these many things and pushing an agenda. That that and and also you know not on top of the racism and misog- misogyny uh, what, misogyny yeah misogyny that, misogyny Are you misogyny. Is Both that, of them. Is that what gets you in trouble? No. Massaging someone's knee? Uh, people are saying it online. It's also worth mentioning that this guy's personal vendettas have kept Foreigner and Iron Maiden out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. He hated Rush, too, but eventually he had to cave. This is the effing guy that makes everyone wonder about the crap decisions that organization makes. All the new wave artists of the 80s that were virtually ignored by Rolling Stone uh, you know, uh, is because of this guy's own vendetta against them. But never mind the music here for a second. Think, of, think about what the guy is saying. That for whatever reason, he doesn't believe that women or, or, you know, or, or minority artists articulate themselves well enough to put themselves at this standard. The fact that someone in 2023, a guy who ran a magazine known for its, you know, known for its liberal yeah. thoughts on race and culture to think that that guy believes this well and worse and worse than that goes on a new york times interview and articulates it himself he's not articulate enough to be making the the call on who's articulate enough right and and your whole magazine is based off you know well eventually started off as uh idolizing rock and roll uh, yeah. Eventually, you know, turns into pop and all this other stuff down the line. But rock and roll, I mean, was invented by the African American community. I mean, you talk about you know old blues singers and things like it's that. It's a combination of blues and right. gospel and country western and jazz. Right. And it's all else. mixed together. Yeah. And and to to say that those people aren't important to the contributions that they made to to music. Right. I mean, you're kind of. You're showing your true colors here uh, of what, what kind of a jerk you are. Well, there's there's two things going on. One, I, I, I agree with you. I, 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 
anytime anyone tells me what I should or should not be listening to in my own time or believes that their taste in music is somehow superior to anybody else's, that's the moment I stop listening to someone like that. Mm -hmm. Someone who tells you, oh, that music sucks. You may like it, but it sucks. And I can back it up because I happen to work for Rolling Stone. To me, that make that that's complete nonsense, and no one should ever dictate to you the music you love. I, I, I apologize if you already mentioned this, but did you see what he he said? I should have probably included a woman and a black person just to kind of make the yeah just fill the quota, if you will, ex- uh, of his of his uh, research. Oh yeah, no, this wasn't the only statement yeah. that he made that just you know dug down deeper and deeper. But the but I'm automatically distrustful of someone who believes that it can o- that what you what you like in music can only be one thing. This this is the quote. Just for public relations' sake, maybe I should have gone and found one black and one woman artist to include here that didn't measure up to that same historical standard, just to avert that kind of criticism. <laughs> yeah. My God, what yeah. a j- jerk this guy is. So th- now, so that lends into the other part of this, and and that is this. Yeah. It's 2023. And I realize that there are still people in this country that have profoundly racist and sexist thoughts about people of color, about women, about certain, you know, uh, genders or, you know, whatever it may be. There are certain people that have those prejudices still on their on their sleeve. But this is a guy who is in publishing talking to The New York Times. If you were ever going to believe these things. Don't you think you'd be smart enough to shut up and not talk about about it to the New York Times? It's bad enough to think that way. It's even worse to somehow be arrogant enough to believe that your train of thought somehow is going to make sense to people who don't have who don't share that train of thought. Yeah, you should really keep those opinions to yourself. Yes. If you've got if the only thing that can come out of your mouth is stupid. Perhaps speaking to the New York Times is really not your thing. Or speaking to anybody, for that matter, is not your thing. You to talk about your magazine yeah. and your de- how you came to your decision. I wouldn't let Jan Winner on the reminder. You could have made something up, too. Yes. To hide your racism. You Would could you- have just said, yeah, you know what, I really... Uh, you know what's going on always rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. I would never put Marvin Gaye on on my list, even though they What's Going On was the number one album on the Rolling Stones top five hundred albums last yes, year. Yes, exactly. And if you went down the list, you'd find there are dozens of records by by women and by people of color that are the greatest albums of all time. People, right. artists who should be among that list of masters. Now, he could have said, well, volume two of my series is going to be out next year, and that will include uh, more diversity in the people that uh, that we replay, th- that we publish those interviews with. Nope. He went with the KKK uh, no, line. He went, yeah. he went full Jimmy right. the Greek on this one. Yeah. Jimmy the Greek. That was an awful uh, thing back yeah. in the day. It's the same mentality, yeah. except that happened 45 years ago, or mm-hmm. however long it was. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's the same mentality. Jimmy the Greek was was this guy's age now. At the time, he said that uh, that thing that you know that that certain athletes were bred to run fast. I mean, it was just an obnoxiously stupid yeah. and ignorant thing to say. And this is exactly what you're seeing out of Jan Winter. Now, since this has happened, he has been booted off the board for the rock and roll hall of fame in cleveland this is like you said this is the guy that has kept many artists out 
of the Hall of Fame simply because he does not like them. You know what, though? I don't think a guy like him even cares. He probably doesn't even care. He's probably old and he's probably rich enough Mm -hmm. that he could care less, knowing that he's probably getting towards the end of his life. He's 77 years old. He probably doesn't care. No. He probably doesn't care one bit. And, you know... What does he care that the thing, the magazine ain't going to continue after he, he dies? Well, he's uh, he's been out of the magazine since 2019. But, you know, the thing is, uh, he did apologize over the weekend. But an apology really means nothing if you still said it. You were still quoted. Yeah, well. And it's not like the kind of quote that may have been taken out of a certain context. It was like. It was pretty blatant. The very way blatant. Said it, yeah. Yeah. Well. Like, 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 who's. What a rational mind thinks like that and is willing to pronounce it publicly. Who, what are you getting out of that? What point are you trying to make? I don't know. I stopped uh, bothering with Rolling Stone when they put that Boston Marathon bomber on the front page to make him look like a freaking rock star when he killed a bunch of people. Oh, I, I, have, you know. I haven't subscribed to the Rolling Stone in, in almost 25, maybe even 30 I, years. I don't even subscribe. I don't even really read the articles out of there. Because, no. And then on top of that, then that was the Duke lacrosse uh, thing. Well, that's that, the other that, thing. That they had that reporter who nobody verified anything this woman says and just made up this entire story about uh, and and, you know, tainted a lot of careers of people because of the fact that it was made up. It ruined people's lives. Yeah, yeah. And yet, you know, that's that's okay. And here's, an, here's a guy showing his stripes, you know, yeah. showing what he's really made of. And yeah. it, ain't, it ain't about creating taste or uh, upholding certain musical taste up to a certain standard. It really is about his prejudices. <laughs> And well, his discrimination against people. I'm sure he's doing well right this week. No, I don't. I don't think he is. I don't think anyone's going to buy that book. I know I'm not going to buy the book. I don't buy books anyway. So well, I know that. Matter. I know. I it's, usually try to get them for free from the publisher. But even if you had one opportunity to grab one for free, you probably wouldn't. I don't know if it was free. I'd probably try to sell it and say, uh, "Hey, uh, this book is filled with racism." Yeah. Does anybody want to buy it? Yeah, my my coffee table is uneven. I'll maybe I'll use this yeah, book put this to support it. There. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right. It's seven twenty one at Rock one hundred two. It's seven twenty seven, and the Almond Brothers are back and Dangle on Rock one hundred two. Dan Brand will uh, give you the forecast. Just gonna rain all day anyway. But, um, uh, good day to go to the biggie. <laughs> Tomorrow will be even better. Tomorrow's actually going to be a nice day. We're going we're gonna to have a good time. We're going to have a real good time. Yeah, you, me, and Marty are going to be uh, doing like a almost like a, like a food tour of the Big E. And there are maps that, that show maybe not where all of the locations are, but they will tell you which street at the Big E yep. to go down. Mm-hmm. So that's that'll be very helpful. Do we have a... Uh, videographer for this project yes we do we have we a do. volunteer who uh decided to do this so uh she's gonna help out tomorrow oh good so there you go do we have to pay for her food too no no we don't have to pay for anything really yeah huh imagine well, somebody working for free for us <laughs> I can't. well close well, to free yeah i can well, you know what i do so might as well, well right? there you yeah, go yeah. yeah there you have it uh i was just, i was on tiktok over the weekend uh like i am pretty much every day anyway uh but i came across this video I mean, I discovered this video. Okay. Um, and it's uh, it's people's reaction to credit cards being accepted at Burger King back in 1993. 93. Right? 1993. Right. Cash or credit? 
What? The home of the Whopper is offering cash or credit. I think it's pretty bad if you have to use a credit card when you go to a fast food restaurant for something as little as $3.10. If I use my GM card, I get a 5% rebate. Yeah, thank you. If I eat here long enough, I'll be able to buy a pickup truck. Burger King bosses say workers won't have to figure out how much change the customer gets back. I just hope it doesn't slow things down at the cash, cash and carry that people are going to be having to call New York and get, get the confirmation or, you know, whatever it is, because when I want a Whopper, I want it now. Just another way to spend money. I'm sure it'll work for people on vacation when they don't have to do something, but I can't imagine it working on a day-to-day -day basis here. So far, the smallest credit has been for $2.50, the largest just over 10 Jamie Costello, News Channel 2. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine that? And now you got places that don't want to even handle cash. People getting all upset. I know. Uh, about the credit cards being used. And it's like our way of life now. I don't think they're, I mean, I mean, we are obviously moving towards a cashless society. There's really not a lot of cash used. Yeah. And the government wants to track every little cent you spend, even if you have to hire a babysitter for a Friday night. Yeah. See, I uh, like, I like, uh, I still like cash. Yeah. I like walking around with a lot of cash in my pocket. Like right now, I've got about thirteen dollars in my pocket. Right now, Look that's a you, lot of cash. Rolling in D's with a good ass job. Oh, you kidding me? I'm, I'm rolling in it. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. Yeah, I, I like to buck the system. I only got a buck in my pocket right now. Only a buck. Only a buck. Huh? I'll be damned. Yeah, but my uh, my credit card, uh, I could buy something for five dollars and then eventually pay fifteen for it at the end. With the interest rate. You want to go finance a Big Mac? You can do that. <laughs> can I pay Can I pay for this Big Mac in installments, please? Uh, oh, and then the, the other thing, when we were talking about uh, Burger King before, like the place to get a burger. Yeah. Somebody sent along this uh, thing. Arby's is going to start selling elk meat for, for a little while. As a, as a, and I'm like, what, are they going to ruin that too? Elk meat is delicious. Yes, but they ruined the cow. Well, I mean, come on. Please. Arby's is disgusting. Have well, you had an? When was the last time you had an Arby's sandwich? I would say I, I was at an Arby's probably within like the last six months. And it tastes like ham. It was it? a regrettable decision. Yes, yes, it's not a. It's not the way. I don't even remember. Was Arby's used to be like good beef? Would, did they used to actually use? I mean, obviously that's very expensive to do. Well, if what you are going to do that? What do you mean by good beef? Beef like, that was like once a, good, like or? a good roast beef sandwich, like a good hot roast beef sandwich. Yeah, no, like fresh sliced roast beef, not uh, fresh sliced processed roast beef. I, to the best of my recollection, the only thing at an Arby's that uh, is on point is the curly fries. Curly fries are actually like, pretty good. I don't like curly fries. What do you got against curly fries? Eh, they're not really, uh, it's not really my cup of tea, or it's not really my cup of potato. Really? Yeah, I'm more of a, uh, I like a tater tot. Do you got a problem with waffle fries? Yeah, I don't really care for, I'm li okay, the only time I like waffle fries yeah. is uh, when they're topped, uh, when they make those like nacho fries or disco fries. Yeah, yeah. That's the only time I like that with the cheese and the bacon and, the che and all that other good stuff on top of it. I didn't realize I was working with such a fry snob. Oh, I have, I'm, I'm a very uh, big, I don't even like baked potatoes. You don't like baked potatoes? No, and I can't understand why anybody would stand in a line for 45 minutes trying to get one. Because you can't get one anywhere. All year long. Yes, you can. The, the, the recipe is very complicated. You can go to the grocery store and bake your own potato and put whatever topping you want on it. It's very difficult to bake a potato. You know what they had last week at the Big E Media Party? 
What? The build your own mac and cheese bar. Oh, that shut was up. good. It was like it was partners restaurant. They had the the uh, the mac and cheese. Yeah. And then they had bacon and broccoli and uh, like all these other toppings that you could put on the mac and cheese. Let me ask you this. Yeah. You're in a mac and cheese bar. Yeah. Why would you put on a vegetable? Well, to make it a little healthier than what it is. First of all, it's mac and cheese. You're you're already off to a bad start. Two, yes. vegetables grow in dirt. Yeah, but but cheese binds you up. And if you don't have a little fiber in yeah. there to push that cheese through. Yeah, but considering all the other things you're having at the Big E that might loosen you up, a little bit of mac and cheese actually you know, negates any problem you might have with a uh, digestional issue. Well, that's neither here nor there. Back, well, we so are here, neither here nor there. We have news. 735. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102, it's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians, get up to $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A pedestrian was killed after a crash in Springfield Sunday evening. According to spokesperson Ryan Wallace, officers were called to the 300 block of Hancock Street where they found a woman who had been hit by two cars. One of the drivers remained at the scene, but the other drove away without stopping. The Springfield uh, Police Department's traffic unit is investigating. This is now the second pedestrian fatality in Springfield that has happened in the last two weeks. Uh, A brawl broke out on Friday night at the Big E. Local police report one man took on three or four other men just before police arrived on the scene to break up the fight. Uh, Western Mass News contacted the West Springfield Police Sergeant uh, Joe LaFrance to see if they knew anything about the incident. Uh, He said, in part, as officers arrived on the scene, the act of fighting was over and all the parties involved were walking away. Officers did locate several men of the fight uh, and several of the men involved in the fight, including the victim. He was completely uncooperative with the officers at the scene and refused to provide his name or positive ID. That's right, because snitches get stitches, bitches. He uh, that's (laughs) I didn't see Joe LaFrance should have said that. Yeah, well. He didn't. Yeah. I guess uh, probably didn't think that was uh, professional enough. But the uh, man did not have any uh, serious injuries. All parties involved were escorted to a gate and off the Biggie property. Yeah, you know, I know a lot right of across pe- the street to the liquor store. Oh, I know. I know a lot of people were very, uh, you know, very disturbed by this video. It made its rounds on the TikToks. Uh, I believe uh, Springfield MA sucks. Uh, the Instagram page yeah. uh, they were running it. I mean, it was all over the place. But you had eighty six thousand people on opening night. Opening day of the Big E. Proportionally speaking, one fight amongst 86,000 people is a pretty low fight-to-crowd ratio. Yeah. So, uh, to me, that doesn't make uh, the Big E sound violent at all. doesn't sound like it's a dangerous thing to to bring your family to. You just, you know, you you go, you mind your business. When you're done with the footsie-wootsie, you get off. You let somebody else go. If you're in line for a baked potato, you don't jump in line. You don't let anybody jump in front of you. You don't cause problems. You jump in the line. Jump in the line. Time. Okay, I, I believe you. you. Yeah. yeah, you don't. You don't do that. Now, if it's a it's a battle of corn dogs, you know, and there's like one 18 inch corn dog left, and you want, and, and like two people want it, well, I can see where things might get heated. Yeah. Uh, whoa! Did you just slap me with a corn dog? No, it's just something that looked like a corn dog. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like you're trying to fight with a corn yeah. dog. Yeah. He's trying to fight you off with like a 16 inch stick you know i uh i the most abuse i've ever actually witnessed at the uh at the biggie was in the uh pigorama mm-hmm. you know pigorama yeah where they it, it was a mom who had uh six little piglets 
running around. Oh, that's what it is. I thought you were talking about the Sabers up the street. No, and it was uh, it was one time. It was and it was, and it was right around that Adrian uh, Peterson debacle. Oh yeah, the, uh, with the cor- uh, corporal punishment. Yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, and the pig picks up the little pig. Whips it across the other side of the pen, just like throws it out of the way, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh, it's Adrian Peterson night here at the Big E. It's very nice." <laughs> Look at you. Well, yeah, I was making co- making jokes, making, making jokes out of uh, animals beating uh, each other. Um, but uh, yeah, that was about the most uh, abusive thing I've ever seen at the uh, at the Big E. And then now we have this. This is, but this is this is an isolated incident. You're not going to have fights every single night at the Biggie. Did they have one Saturday or Sunday? Not that I'm aware of. I don't know. Maybe Probably you not. See, you don't think a brawl broke out at the John Fogarty concert? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> well, why not? Everyone seemed to be very uh, calm during the Jimmy Eat World concert, too. I don't see anyone causing problems. And that would have been a place where you would have thought... Oh, that would have broken out. That show would have been enough to piss me off. Start throwing down. Uh, an investigation is underway following a vehicle pursuit from I-91 in Greenfield to Northampton last week. According to Mass State Police, at around 8.57 a.m. on Thursday, a Shelburne Falls barracks trooper tried to stop a vehicle with no front license plate on I-91 South in Greenfield. The vehicle was a 2014 Acura TL that had a Connecticut registration, and it turned out to be a rented vehicle from Rush Hour Rental from the establishment in Waterbury, Connecticut. Okay, does Connecticut require you to have the plates on both the front and the back of the vehicle? I thought Massachusetts did, but not every state does that. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't know. Anyway, the driver of the vehicle failed to stop, and the trooper continued to pursue them along uh, with Troop B headquarters taking charge of the situation when the vehicle reached mile marker 27 in Hatfield, Several other troopers were posted ahead of the pursuit to put stop sticks across the road. As the suspect approached near the mile marker, they swerved to the left and avoided them. This causing the suspect to keep driving across the grass median in the area and then entering to the northbound side of the road going south. Uh, Following the change of direction, troopers decided to immediately cancel the pursuit. Officials said the suspected vehicle continued to drive the wrong way until they exited the highway at the 28-mile marker while continuing on Route 5 south in Northampton. Oh, well, pretty good, uh, pretty good successful thing. Northampton uh, police uh, has been made aware of the vehicle's description. Mass State Police will continue to follow a follow-up investigation with the Connecticut State Police, the Waterbury Police, and the Rush Hour Rental Company. That sounds legit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I, they are. I'm sure they're very, uh, very legitimate. Uh, rush Hour. We're called rush hour because you can take one of these cars and rush away from the police, and uh, we'll cover you. They're like, oh, I don't know who got the car. And great interest rates, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you get an extra $5 a day for the police pursuit. <laughs> Hadley police issued a citation to motorist after passing uh, a school bus with flashing red lights on Friday. According to the Hadley Police Department, a motorist was cited with after the individual passed the school bus with their red lights uh, when the red lights were activated when it was picking up children from for school. Uh, parents were able to capture the incident on video as well as the license plate of the vehicle and call the police. After police received several reports from concerned parents along with video surveillance, they issued a citation for failure to stop for a school bus, which is two hundred and fifty-five dollars, and passing in a no passing zone, which is one hundred and five dollars. That's a $360 day for you trying to be in a rush. You know what? I'm glad they caught this person. Yeah. yeah. Because last year, remember the kid got hit 
he was, you know, cr- in the crosswalk. Uh, uh, yes. It was a kid from Hadley. I remember that. And, it, and the kid was in the crosswalk, and a van hit the kid. Luckily, the kid has since recovered. But still, I mean, the kid was out of commission for months because this, and they couldn't, and they never found the van. Yeah. Because it was one of those, like, white utility vans, which are so hard to find because everybody, you know, there's a lot of people that drive them. So. Yesterday, I'm driving down the pike, and, uh, you know, it it happens every now and then when, like, uh, for whatever reason on a particular day, everyone's driving like a total jackass. Yeah. Well, in this one case, there was a guy in a big, giant uh, SUV. I think it was a Suburban, a big, giant yeah, one. Yeah. Now, it, your traffic is not going at 65. It's probably going close to, like, 45. There's a lot of traffic yesterday. And uh, this guy is, like, weaving out of lanes, like, within inches of everybody. Like, not only switching lanes, yeah. but, like, dangerously yeah. switching lanes. And for, and for no real... For no real purpose other than to say, this is my highway and everyone needs to get out of my way. You know what? I don't wish death on anybody, but I kind of wish sometimes that somebody would meet at least uh, get their lesson learned by maybe getting into an accident because of their stupidity. I, I see people doing that all the time. it's, It's all the time. Yeah. It's all the time. And people don't realize... I, I I think when people get behind the wheel of a car, yeah, their IQ goes down a good 15, 20 points yeah. like automatically. Like, for example, another another uh, thing that happened yesterday, I'm driving down a street to get onto the highway, right? It was in New Hampshire yesterday. I was, I was trying to get there, and there was a guy coming out of a Dunkin' Donuts parking lot. Uh-huh. And uh, he was going to take, you know, I was going straight. I was in the, 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 the right-hand lane. He was going to take a left-hand turn out of the parking lot. And the guy just... Decides just to, to take go, a left. yeah. Just and take you know, the right, yeah. And he's probably, I want to say, ten feet ahead of my car. If I'd gone like a few more, a uh, few more miles per hour faster, yeah. I would have t-boned this guy. So I, you know, I apply the brake. I throw up my hands, and I'm looking at the guy like, "What the hell? What the hell was that?" Yeah. And he throws his hands up at me like, "What are you? What? What's up with you?" Like, dude, you almost got T-boned because you didn't pay attention to oncoming traffic. It's like... Like, your fault. Like, it was yeah, my yeah, fault yeah. that I almost crushed this guy in half. Yeah, well, it, it was yours. It was not my fault. The well, guy just went right out in traffic. Stop driving defensively, Bax. It's all your fault. Well, they tell you you're supposed to drive defensively. You that's gotta, like the very... Uh, like That's the first thing they tell you. Um... Yeah, people are uh, driving like idiots, and I don't don't know why. Police uh, are seeking the public's help in locating a suspect after an incident at the Walmart in Ware. Where? There. According to the Ware police. Ware police? Ware police. At around 8.30 p.m. on Friday, Walmart asset protection. Ooh, the wall ass. (laughs) Wall ass pro. Walmart asset protection, the wall ass pro. That's what it is for short. Attempted to stop a male suspect. When others tried to approach, the individual brandished a knife at one of the managers before leaving the store on foot. If anyone has any information regarding the suspect, you're asked to call the Ware Police. Ware Police? Ware Police. Or the uh, the tip line at Ware Tip Line at townofware.com. Um, you know what just came up in my memories what? on Facebook? 
it was uh, just about a year ago, I think it was Saturday, that I had been in the Walmart up in Hadley. Um, yeah, just because I like to check out other Walmarts. Sure. You know? Nice, clean one up in Hadley. Oh, of course it is. Except for when I had to use the bathroom, and I went into the uh, to the men's room, and the uh, the urinal had uh, someone's uh, chocolate brownie surprise. Inside. In a urinal? In the urinal. Come on. So I took a picture of it, of yeah. course, because why wouldn't you take a picture of something like that? Yes. Well, because we live in a society where, you know. Of course. But I didn't post that picture. You didn't? didn't? Oh, I did that. uh, That seemed meme ready to me. Oh, and I have private conversations with my friends. I show it off to everybody. Gotcha. And that that was the time where I said, wow, this is really trying to be the Chicopee Walmart. Like, they're really stepping (laughs) up their game here. And then when I when I walked out of the bathroom, I alerted the manager, and I'm like, uh, somebody took a duke in the urinal, and he goes, again? <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm glad to see this is a regular occurrence here at the Hadley Walmart. It's like a when in Rome kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. you know? You, yeah. you just kind of... But it also shows a certain level of flexibility with their customer base. Yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to admit that. I just thought with the way he said that was like, <laughs> Again? <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, rainy with a high of 66 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 72. It is 62 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 755 and Rush with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be rainy today with a high of 66. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 72. It is 62 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Rock 102 is bringing you Patriots football all season long this Sunday. It's the battle of the 0-2s. The 0-2 Jets take on the 0-2 New England Patriots. The pregame begins at 10 with kickoff scheduled for 1 this Sunday, the 24th. Bob Sochi and Scott Zolak will bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here on Rock 102. Yeah, I heard there was a big fight outside of Gate 9 at the Big E last night. So there you go. Outside, though. Uh, uh, okay. Outside, not inside, <laughs> outside. And what kind of big fight are we talking about? I don't know. It was just somebody who said that. Oh, so I don't even know if it's true. So it's just hearsay. Well, isn't it? Well, it's all hearsay until you actually see a video of it happening. Yeah, I And suppose. the guy getting the, uh, the crack kip, kicked out of him. Uh, we got this, uh, we got this uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor segment coming up. Uh, just after 8 o'clock. Lots of interesting stuff going on throughout Longmeadow and East Longmeadow. And oh, Enfield. good. Enfield. Nice. Uh, that's where the submissions came today, so we'll we'll dive right into that. Very good. Mm-hmm. It's uh, just about 7.58 on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Okay, sure. Perhaps the Patriots weren't going to beat the Miami Dolphins last night. Perhaps the Dolphins offense, a little too much for the Patriots defense to handle, especially in the fourth quarter. I get it. These things happen. And even though it's the first time in 22 years the Patriots have started off a season 0-2, it's still way too early to get your underpants all up in a bundle. You should also recall that 22 years ago, they may have lost their first two games of the season, but that was also the year that Tom Brady took them to their first Super Bowl win. So if you're going to sit here and bellyache about an 0-2 record, then you can just knock it off right now. What you should be getting angry at is that the post-game comments of Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill are causing big issues. Never mind the fact that Dolphins won the game 24-17. 
Following the win, Hill was asked how it felt to wave to the hometown Foxborough crowd after the game. And according to Hill, quote, It felt tremendous, man. Those fans are some of the worst in the NFL. I'm going to stand on that. They are real nasty. Some of the things they were saying, I wouldn't say in church. Oh, is that a fact? Patriots fans are the worst of the NFL. Have you ever tried having a real conversation with a Dallas Cowboys fan? How did that go? This is a team hasn't won a Super Bowl in 27 years, and yet they keep acting like this year is going to be different, but it never is. You ever spoken to anyone who follows the Jets? Scott Zolak had more touchdowns backing up Tom Brady than Aaron Rodgers did in the Jets uniform. And Patriots fans, the ones who've got the problem? Listen, Tyreek, I remind you, the Patriots have won 11 conference championships and six Super Bowl rings. How many championships has Tyreek Hill in Miami? I'll tell you how many. None. How many did he win in Kansas City? I believe the answer would be a whole lot less than six. So why don't you, uh, why don't you just settle down and hating the people in Foxborough for a little bit and mind your own business? Because frankly, I don't think Patriots fans are all that crazy about you either. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Flowers and hammers. You can now get both at Rockies. Yes, Rockies is a hardware store and not a florist, not a garden center, but they but have you seen the mums at Rockies? These are mumbo jumbo mums. And add some autumn to your deck or front entrance with jumbo mums that you bought at Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back, that's my view from the couch. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rainy today with a high of 66. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 72. It is 62 right now in downtown Springfield. Now, before we get into uh, the next item on our menu, I uh, should remind everybody that it is now time to give you the keyword to cash. Uh, It's a... for a thousand bucks, today's keyword is the word bank. That's bank, as in I want to go to the bank to deliver the one thousand dollars I want at Rock One Hundred Two. B A N K. That is how you spell bank. So when you go to Rock One Hundred Two dot com and you enter the word bank, you must spell it correctly. That's B A N K. A thousand bucks could be yours. Good luck on Rock One Hundred Two. I always wanted to be a banker. Sunny boy, one day this will all be yours. Well, are you ready to take a little trip? Um, yeah, Into let's... your local neighborhoods? Let's take a trip. This one's called Won't You Be My Neighbor. Fair enough, Steve. I have a, I have a, I have a national one first. Okay. You know, one that uh, came from a, a national next door post. Uh, this one uh, is entitled Lazy Workers Do Not Read Further. I'm about to provide a lucrative opportunity for young companies that are willing to meet my criteria. You have to have been in business with at least six months to qualify. I need my roof totally replaced on my 1,200-square-foot home and will allow a company that's new to do it for free. I will pay 75% of the materials. The rest is on you. After you complete my roof, to my satisfaction, you will receive the following. Five Google reviews from me and several friends that are from the that are in the industry. Mm-hmm. Word-of-mouth recommendations for six months from me and I will allow you to place your sign in my yard for 45 days. I'm sick and tired of entitled businesses today who want to overcharge, want a free ride, but are unwilling to put in the sweat equity to show that they're serious. Mm. This is a mutually beneficial agreement to show your future clients your dedication to your craft. PM me with any questions. Well, this guy is... Uh, how many uh, How many contractors uh, bought that bait? I believe it was zero. <laughs> and I believe that he got chastised in the comments yeah. section going, uh, why don't you take your roof shingle and uh, 
go do something with it, if you know yeah, what I'm saying. No, uh, no offense there, uh, Mr. Tightwad, but uh, everybody else in the neighborhood is paying for their roof to be uh, fixed. Why can't you? You know, he's complaining about entitled businesses. You're you're an entitled customer. You think that you should get the f- free labor? You know, if I if I were a contractor and I read this, <laughs> I would I would not respond to this simply because not because he doesn't want to pay me, but you have to believe that if you do the work, he's never going to be satisfied. You're never going to get forty five days of that sign in his front no. yard. He's never going to make do make good on the promises of Yelp reviews. I say to hell with him. I remember the guy coming over my house dude, who's trying to sell me windows in my old house. Yeah. I needed seven windows and two doors, right? And my uh, my wife uh, called, I don't even, I think it was called New, uh, New England Sash or so. It was some kind of like na- like New England company. Sure. That, uh, th- that they send these sales folks out to your home. This guy was in our house for three hours. Ugh. With this presentation, and he's pulling out windows. He's got a heat lamp going on one side, going, see, you can't feel the heat on the other side of that pane, can you? <laughs> and he, uh, this this is going back years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, he uh, finishes his, his little spiel, and at the end, he goes, yeah, we can do this job for $29,000 <sighs> for seven windows and two doors. Seven windows. Yeah. I think I I made just about twenty eight thousand dollars at the time. Yeah, that I was getting this quote, and I just told this guy to get out. And then he says, "We'll take five thousand dollars off and get up a sign in your yard." And I'm like, "Really? Do you think you're going to get five thousand dollars worth of advertising from the people of Huntington that can <laughs> that can't even afford?" I got ten people driving yeah. past this house per yeah. month. Yeah. Well, I you know this guy's he might be right with the signs. Wow. Uh, moving along to uh, to Enfield. Enfield. The Enfield Community Forum. Uh, this one. Can someone please help settle this bet? Is there a real bird or is it a fake one at the Enfield Big Y as you're walking in? <laughs> and someone points out, it's got to be fake. Uh, but where is that sound coming from? Do people not realize they put the fake birds and the sounds up there to keep the other like yeah. they put an owl up there? <clears throat> I've heard that be I've heard that uh, that done in a lot of places. Yeah. And they have a problem with like birds nesting in the sign. Well, and what 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 Big Y is trying to do, just like any other respectable business out there, is to keep the birds out of the store and away from the property because roofs are great places for birds to hide. Yeah. Now, unlike the Walmart and Chicopee years ago, where they just kind of let the birds go in and start picking out filet mignons and ribeyes. Occasionally you'd yeah. see like a bird flying around at a Costco or a yeah. BJ's. I never thought a bird would be a carnivore, like a like a, like a a pigeon. I'd like to know how the birds got in there without showing their uh, their card first. I can't get in there without showing my card. To Walmart? Or no, but like to- a Costco. Oh, a Costco, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have the executive membership? It yeah, pays get, for itself I after get a year. I cash back, yeah. You know what? That's a scam in itself, that whole Costco executive membership thing. Mm-hmm. They tell you, and I, I just did this for the first time. If you buy the $120 membership, you you know, you get money back from your purchases, and it makes you basically, uh, you know, the same amount of money you'd be spending yeah. uh, if you had just bought the regular membership. Well, I get a check back 
for like 80 bucks from Costco. Yeah. You can't just cash that anywhere. You have to cash it at the store, and it only goes towards whatever your grocery order is. You can't just get $80 in cash from no, that. But it'll help renew your membership, too. Yes, but that what, I want the cash back. Don't tell me I'm getting cash back if you're not going to actually give me cash. You're telling me I'm getting a discount. Do you realize how many uh, a dollar and a quarter hot dogs and drinks you can get for that kind of money? A uh, lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. I would not be uh, turning my nose at an offer like that. Uh, are you ready for another one? I am ready. This is from the Longmeadow Mass Open Forum. Okay. Very frustrated by the parking situation at the new Wolf Swamp Fields. There is a horseshoe area at the main entrance that is used for drop-offs. The past two times I've been there, cars are blocking the exit of the horseshoe so that in order to get out, after you drop someone off, you have to do a three-point turn, which is dangerous for all the people walking on the sidewalk and next to the fields. It's pretty obvious that the exit and entrance of the horseshoe are there for drop-off and pickups only and not to be parked in front of. The fact that people keep parking in front of them is annoying and unsafe. <sighs> Yeah, you know, a three-point turn is a very complicated uh, thing well, uh, that you learn in order to get your license in the first place. Have you ever been to the uh, Wolf Swamp? Um, I have, actually. Yeah. I have been to Wolf Swamp. And uh, Have you ever uh, nearly died trying to do a three-point turn getting out of the well, Wolf you know, Swamp the, area? The mean streets of, of Longmeadow, Steve, are, are peppered with and fraught with danger. And uh, this is like one of the many examples yeah. In, uh, in Longmeadow, which someone could get clipped. Well, you don't want to get clipped in Longmeadow. No. I mean, of all places, Springfield. Yeah, Holyoke, that's Chickabee. You that's can get fine. clipped down there, but not in Longmeadow. Because then you, your insurance would have to pay for their for their Lambo or their Ferrari or you know whatever else they're driving around there. Uh, Jaguar. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to hit a Jaguar. I'll uh, pick up some of those cougars over there. In Long oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See them coming out of the shot shop with their lips all filled up. Oh, yeah. Ooh, fresh puffs. I like it. Hi, Pat. I'm good to see you here today. Uh, here's one from the East Longmeadow. <laughs> here's one from the East Longmeadow town forum, right? right? Right here in our own backyard. Ready? Yes. So, there's a very dead Canada goose on my lawn, I think. There's an avian flu outbreak going on still. Anyone know where to report this uh, to and get this poor dude removed? Tried calling the state health department. Google said try them, and they're closed for the weekend. Having a toddler and could use some help so he can get back outside to playing safely. And then people are suggesting uh, get a shovel and a bag and take care of this yourself. I don't like dealing with dead things any more than anybody else. I hate I, that stuff. Um but if I've had a dead animal in my backyard, I usually grab a shovel and chuck them in the woods. Chuck them in the woods. Yeah. That's yeah. how you'd take care of those Yeah, because that's a dignified way of going out. Uh, get chucked in the woods. Let's see. Do I need to even need to report dead birds anymore? No. Dead birds are no longer being tested for West Nile virus and do not need to be reported. Uh, so people chime in. I saw a dead goose, I think, on Summer's Road on somebody's front lawn this morning. Mm -hmm. So now there's, you know, once you get that... Then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, there's this pandemic of dead Canadian geese just lying on front lawns throughout the Longmeadow, East Longmeadow area. I'm Connecticut. I hate to sound like an insensitive bastard, but I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Having played softball on the uh, the two most available softball fields in East Longmeadow. Yeah. And having been hit by the carpet bombing of Canada geese pooping while they fly. Yeah. 
I have no problem seeing one of those things go down every once in a while. I what had, a horrible, horrible birds they are. Years ago, I was parked outside of the uh, the Duncan here. Yeah. Uh, on what, what's that road called? Uh, Maple Street. Maple Street. And uh, I hear this whack right on the side of my window. Mm-hmm. And it was this big, giant bird duke. It came from, from the a sky. Canada goose. The Canada goose is not like your regular, uh, like robin feces or your uh, typical cardinal or no. blue jay. No, it's like uh, it's like the size of a horse dropping. Somebody. And they do it while they fly. Yeah, I mean, that's just like I mean, I couldn't, I can't do anything if, uh, if I, I got to go. That's, but that's, uh, I've played softball where literally it's been like carpet bombing. Yeah. It's disgusting. Like it, like the uh, the invasion of Pearl Harbor. Every time you slide into second base, yeah, you're stepping on it all over the place. Ugh, Absolutely disgusting. disgusting. Well, there you go, folks. That's a peek into your little neighborhoods uh, throughout the local area. On won't you be my neighbor? It's uh eight twenty one with Bax and Nagel. Nagel, what's your name again? Nagel. Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. No, I'm not Mabel King. Scream. Rock One Hundred Two, Springfield's classic Rockets. Eight twenty nine of the Black Crows with Bax and Nagel and Rock One Hundred Two. Uh, Dan Brown give you the forecast he's more accurate than i am anyway did you ever um you ever heard the mandela effect uh yeah i have heard of it you know what that is right yeah it's like you think you people thought nelson mandela had died in prison in the 1980s when in fact he was still alive and once he got released from prison and all that stuff he died in 2013 um ed mcmahon you remember him right i do what was he a spokesperson for what was the big thing that everybody knew him for in the 80s, other than The Tonight Show? Uh, what the, was the, the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes. Yes. was He was the spokesperson for that. That's right. He? No, he was not. He wasn't? No. And I was blown away by this yesterday. Ed McMahon and the publisher's clearinghouse. Uh, this particular article is from Snopes, but I I watched this other video on on this this whole thing. Entertainer Ed McMahon was the spokesperson for Publishers Clearinghouse. That is false. There is no evidence that McMahon ever worked for Publishers Clearinghouse. He was, however, a spokesperson for American Family Publishers. In old uh, television commercials for American Family Publishers, the word publishers appeared much smaller than American Family, perhaps because the company knew that so many American households had confused the two brands, believing that McMahon worked for the competition. Uh, Entertainment uh, Entertainer McMahon was never a spokesperson for Publishers Clearinghouse sweepstakes. However, there appears to be a large number of Americans who believe that he was. This is an example of false memory known as the Mandela effect. Interesting. Yeah, the false memory that McMahon worked for Publishers Clearinghouse likely existed in the minds of many Americans For a combination of several reasons. The old television commercials was number one. Uh, Some readers might finally remember the publisher's clearinghouse television commercials from past decades where sweepstakes winners were notified at their doorsteps by the PCH Prize Patrol. Mm -hmm. And that they had won large cash prizes, sometimes with a big check. However, McMahon never appeared in those ads. I feel like everything I ever thought was true has been a a lie. Uh, And then they go on to say the example of the American Family uh, Publishers. And I remember this, my mom getting these in the mail, McMahon's face on envelopes. 
You remember that? Where they'd send the mailers out? While working as a spokesman for American Family Publishers, a drawing of McMahon's face appeared on the envelopes that were sent to American households. However, his face never appeared on publishers' clearinghouse envelopes. And it's because, funny because again, he never worked for them. You know, and it's funny like there was all an old joke that, you know, Ed McMahon was going to show up to your house with yeah. a $10,000 check. Well, and then they show examples of of Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson being on David Letterman with the big giant check yeah. that says Ed couldn't be here tonight, but we have a check for uh, ten million dollars in his name, and it says Ed McMahon's name on it, but it also says Publishers Clearinghouse at the top. So even they got it wrong. Wow. Then how about that? Oh, there you go. Ah. That's uh, two minutes of your life you'll never get back, uh, but you'll <laughs> you'll be interested to go down that rabbit hole later. We got news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. After. 36 at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get the $5,000 signing bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family is local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A woman was killed after being hit by two vehicles in Springfield last night. According to Ryan Walsh, officers were called to the 300 block of Hancock Street where they found a woman who had been hit by two vehicles. One of the drivers remained at the scene, but the other drove away without stopping. The Springfield Police Department's traffic unit investigating this is now the second deadly pedestrian incident in Springfield that has happened in the last two weeks. There is a uh, boil water order issued for uh, for Bondsville, which All I right. would think that uh, that sh- would be in place every day of the week. <laughs> That's a twelve month a year yeah. proposition. Uh, yeah, they, they they found some E. coli in the water, so they want you to uh, to boil it so you kill the E. coli. You know, I've uh, I was reading a bunch of stories of people that uh, didn't uh, heed the boil water warning in Springfield last yeah, last week, and, and they're okay. Well, some are regretting it, but I, I don't. Uh, but I don't know, you know, to what extent they got sick. Some people are saying uh, the water went right through them in Bondsville. I would think that the contaminants that may be floating around in that water supply, you know, might be a little bit uh, a little bit more dangerous. E. coli is. Uh, it's not uh it's not good. You don't want that. Avoid no. that if you can. Well, that's why uh alcohol is abundant in those towns, so you can kill any disease that enters your body. Right. You know, if you uh if you finish off a finish off a twelve pack of natty ice before you drink the water, you're gonna be just fine. <sighs> See, I think you have to actually drink before and after the water. No, because then you can't tell where you're getting the explosive diarrhea from. <laughs> was it from the E. coli or is it from the natty, natty daddies? Yeah, that's a yeah. good good thing. Oh, tw- it's uh, an extra ounce in each can for free. A uh, gas station and convenience store accused of supplying teens with illegal flavored nicotine items, nitrous oxide gas used for huffing and other illicit items, including Class C illegal drugs, lost its merchandise in a police raid this month. In an affidavit to, to secure the seizure warrant, community policing officer John Blasak from Westfield wrote that the target of the investigation was the Sitco gas station at 41 Franklin Street in Westfield. He said an investigation began this summer when the police received a complaint from a parent that her 14- and 16-year-old children were buying flavored vapes at the gas station, which includes a convenience store. Blasek wrote that to gather evidence, he sent in an underage Westfield police cadet who successfully purchased, quote, a flavored vape product on three separate occasions from three different clerks. Police kept the identity of the cadet anonymous for fear of reprisals, 
The cadet is identified in the report only as CI for cooperating individual. Now, the um, the nitrous oxide, I assume that was bought uh, with whipped cream cans. They weren't selling those old cartridges, right? I <coughs> I think they were. I think they, they seized a bunch of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, the CI never bought or used any vape or tobacco products before cooperating with this investigation, but he... Uh, Okay, I'm just going to say they. They do have friends uh, that use flavored vape products, and uh, their friends buy the products at that location. Right. Yeah, that's the reprisal. You don't want to tell all your your friends, hey, yeah, I I was the guy that brought down the operation of the flavored vapes in town. I know you guys are all, you know, but I'm I'm looking out for you. All right, narc. Yeah. Narc. Narc. The warrant application was approved on September 5th by the clerk of court, uh, Nathan Burns, and executed the same day, led by Lieutenant Eric Hall, or Lieutenant Buzzkill, if you will. Mm-hmm. Police officers found a wide variety of contraband, much of it openly on display in the convenience store. They seized thousands of containers of nitrous oxide, some of which are prominently labeled not for retail sale. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Detective uh, Sergeant Brian Freeman explained that the compressed gas is used legitimately by bakers to process whipped cream, but illicitly used by huffers who inhale the gas to get high. You know, I'm not proud of this, and I am not endorsing this in any way, shape, or form, Steve. But uh, in my irresponsible youth, I may have or may not have huffed a whipped cream can in my day. I used to see people doing it mm. in the grocery store. Yes. You see somebody walk up and do the huff and then walk away from the can? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Did you do that? Uh, no. I always uh, made sure the can came out of the store with you, me. You purchased it. Yes. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm not uh, you know, I'm not a criminal. You're, you're a responsible drug user. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And the thing about it is when you're doing it, and, and again, not an endorsement, strongly urge you to not get involved in huffing of anything. But when you're doing it, you're having so much fun that you do not realize what a lousy time you're having. Yeah. Think about that. A lousy time. You're welcome. Why is that a lousy time? Because if you're doing enough of it, you can ever ever see when someone's like stacking up like dominoes. Yeah. And it's a big, long thing of dominoes and you press one yep. and all of a sudden like 10,000 dominoes fall after that. Yeah. You can actually feel that happening to your brain cells yeah, that, where they start to, 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 to completely unravel. That doesn't sound like a good time. No, it, it, it seems like a good time, but in fact, you are not having a good time. So if you're thinking about uh, sucking out the gas out of a whipped cream can, mm-hmm. stop it. Stop it right now. Also seized were hundreds of flavored vape products, dozens of boxes of mushroom-infused gummies and other illicit products to achieve, used to achieve a high. Some of the products, the mushroom gummies, for example, are labeled as legal, but Freeman said they are not. He said some of the products may be available online and conceded that they may be legal somewhere. Just not here. But they're just not legal in Massachusetts. Blasek mm-hmm. found out that the gas station is owned by MZY Corporation and Zahur Mian is uh, listed as the president, uh, treasurer, secretary, and director of the corporation. Oh, he, he's... Uh, He's a jack of all trades. He's a Zahur of all trades. (laughs) (laughs) Freeman said various charges are pending, but since uh, no defendant was arrested uh, when the evidence was seized, a defendant will eventually have to be summoned to court. Well, they're selling magic mushrooms now. You can find those illegally. Amazing. Well, they're trying to make them legal here in the state. You know what you should never do? What? Drink and drive. 
You know right. what you should also never do? What? Take mushrooms and ride a Peloton. That is the worst <laughs> thing you could ever do to yourself. I thought I killed somebody. It was just the Roomba banging up against the bottom of the bike. <laughs> and that instructor was like, all of a sudden turned into this like unicorn, yeah. like, one more juicy push, love, one more. Yeah, she wasn't helpful at all. No. Yeah, right. Ah. Just a little word of advice. That's but it's all. a great way to stay in shape. It's a great way to stay in shape. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be rainy with a high of 66. <laughs> yeah, the walls are melting, but it's good cardio. Uh, uh, my, my, my heart rate and my resistance <laughs> is way up. 300 miles later when I was done, I was like, man, I feel like I just got a good workout. I mean, I can see all the bones in my hands, yeah. but these pants are Ooh. fitting perfectly. I don't even need the x-ray specs from the back of the Boys Life magazine anymore. <laughs> I can just look at my hand. <laughs> Rainy today with a high of 66. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 72. It is 62 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Months and Savings Banks. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 853 and Skid Row with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Skid Row. Oh, yeah. That's uh, what some of them folks at the uh, Big E had on Friday night after getting in that fight. A little Skid Row action, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You know, uh, tomorrow we're going to be going to the Big E, and we're going to be gorging ourselves on a lot of food, and uh, and that's all very well and good. But you know, to me, I've always been uh, somewhat fascinated by the competitive eaters. We've had, you know, Joey Chestnut on the uh, on the show before. Uh, tomorrow, we're talking to uh, Molly Schuyler. Uh, Mom versus Food is the name of her YouTube channel. She just uh, completed. A, uh, a competition where she ate 34 burgers in 10 minutes. It's like... Uh, How many? 34. Ugh. Now, uh, I know some people hear this and they are disgusted by it. Well, that's that's nothing. Uh, I've been looking at uh, her videos for a better part of the morning today. Yeah. Uh, this is a great American hero as far as I'm concerned. This is... Uh, she is a remarkable woman. Whether it's... Uh, eating a six-pound burrito or whether it's, a, let's see, a 12-pound skillet of mac and cheese. I don't think there's anything that she couldn't pack down, and I am anxious to talk to her tomorrow on the show. Yeah. Uh, Miss Schuyler? Is that what you said her name? Yes, Molly Schuyler. Um, yeah, she she looks like she can pack it down. And she's she's thin. She's a very slender woman. She's yeah. not... You know, the, the misnomer is that only fat people can, can do these kinds of competitions. I got to tell you. As someone who has struggled with his weight for virtually his entire life, I couldn't compete like this. Not even close. I wonder if that uh, started out, uh, I got her. You know what, Molly? Uh, I bet you can't eat two of those Big Macs all by yourself. We'll have to find, I, I'm interested to find out how you get, how one gets into wanting to continue to do this to your body. And how do you train for it? Right. You know, because you, it, you got to, wouldn't it make you sick every once in a while? I get sick. I mean, I like food. Believe me, I like food. But yeah, I, I know. There's only so much I can take. Well, before I couldn't shove 72 cheese or 35 cheeseburgers in my mouth. Molly is, uh, she doesn't have that kind of problem. She just uh, she just chows down like a slop box and just goes to town. Have we had her on the show before? I don't believe we've had uh, Molly on the show. Because her picture looks familiar. Mm, yeah, no. Yeah. As far as I know, uh, she's never been uh, on this show. But we'll talk to her uh, tomorrow. Can you, can you put the audio up on my uh, computer real quick? I know you yeah, got to do uh, that. I know yeah. you got to do this yeah, a little okay, go ahead. here. Yes, but go ahead. Uh, yes. but this is coming to the Big E tonight. This is O-Town. O-Town? Yeah. And they're tonight. They're tonight. 
And mm. uh, they are going to rock the stage at the Big E. Zotown on Rock 102 WAQI. I know that he's been over my that distant look in your eyes. This reminds me of my New England love songs days. Really? Yeah. If somebody would have requested this piece of crap. Yeah, if someone requested uh, O-Town, I yeah. would have said, no, I'm sorry. We will play No-Town. You ever been to O-Town? No. Yeah. It's right next to G-Town, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Now, when they say O-Town, are they talking about, like, Otis? Uh, yes, I believe. Otis Deep Throatus, I believe. Oh. Oh so I got God. the same gag reflex with both. I wonder if this guy can still hit the notes like he could 30 years ago. I don't know. I don't know. Speaking of uh, great shows, I'm yeah. going to, if you don't mind, I'm no, going to no, turn no, this no, down. No, 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 please. I just uh, have a little background music. Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, that's fine. It's all very well and good. I can listen to O-Town all day long. But I have tickets to the Australian Pink Floyd show. They're coming to, uh, to, uh, to Massachusetts very, very soon, September 24th. That is this Sunday uh, at the Hanover Theater in Worcester. Ooh. We happen to have a pair of tickets. Uh, that can be yours if you're the 10th caller at 293-1021, the Australian Pink Floyd Show. Granted, it's no O-Town, but it might just be better. Uh, I I bet, I bet uh, they do a cover of this song. Oh! Nothing at all. Still we left to fall in the crazy bottom of this hour never. I don't think the Australian Pink Floyd does a uh, show does this. I think they do that right after uh, Pigs, three different ones. If only. Yes. If only. Good luck on Rock 102. 